listen, uh, because Easter Sunday is so, you know, special and everything, I, I, I decided that I need to preach two times on Easter Sunday. Uh, is that good with everybody? Um, and, and so I'm going to actually do my first. I'm not kidding. If you think I, I'm not, I, this is actually totally real. And, uh, and so I'm going to get my first message right now. It is literally, though, a five-minute message. So here's what I want to do. We're going to start this morning. Oh, I know we can start with tons of music and we can start with a, with a whole bunch of stuff. But we're going to start this morning reasoning together. Okay, can we reason together for a moment? And then after we reason together, we're going to celebrate together. Does that sound good to everybody? So we're going to reason first and we're going to what? Celebrate second. Okay, here we go. Because when we talk about faith, when we talk about believing in Jesus... And when we talk about believing in his resurrection, it is very important to understand that our faith is not a blind faith. It is not a blind faith. That is not what faith is. If you have a blind faith, you got something else. Our faith is not blind. Faith, in, according to scripture, is actually the evidence of that which cannot be seen somebody say the word evidence this is important right uh, for those that are parents here in the room you ever cleaned your house and then you left and there were some kids that you left in the house and then you came back two hours later and the house was not like you left it anybody have that experience in the room and uh you didn't see it but you have the what the evidence that something happened and faith always has evidence of that which we cannot see. I can't see the resurrection, but there is evidence. And I'm going to give you four right now, four today. There are many more than four, but for today, that's all I can fit in. So we're going to do these four. The first one is this, eyewitnesses. Everybody say it with me, eyewitnesses. What does that mean? There were people that saw Jesus risen from the dead. First Corinthians chapter 15, Paul says, I passed on to you what was most important and what had also been passed on to me. Christ died for our sins, just as the scripture said. Anybody grateful that Christ died for us? Then it says, he was buried and he was raised from the dead on the third day, just as the scripture said it. You might be like, okay, Paul, fine. That's your opinion, no? says this, he was seen by Peter and then by the 12, the 12 disciples. After that, verse 6, he was seen by more than 500 of his followers at one time, most of whom are still alive, though some have died. Then he was seen by James and later by all the apostles. And last of all, Paul says, as though I had been born at the wrong time, I also saw him. Evidence number one, there were eyewitnesses, people that saw Jesus alive. Number two, the words are, say them with me, bodily resurrection. Now listen to me, because some people say, oh, Jesus, he just kind of, he just kind of like rose in the spirit. He was kind of like a ghost on the earth. He wasn't really like in his body. Oh, no, 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 my friends. No, no, no. We have evidence that Jesus rose in his body. How do we know this? Luke chapter 24 says, Still they stood there 
in disbelief, the disciples, filled with joy and wonder. Then he, Jesus, asked them, the disciples, do you have anything here to what? Anything here to what? You only eat if you have a what? A body. They gave him a piece of broiled fish. By the way, if you go out to a restaurant today after Easter service and have some fish, you can say, I'm celebrating the resurrection. And he ate it, it says, as they watched. Jesus was resurrected in his body. Third evidence is the brother of Jesus. One of these brothers named James. Everybody say the name James. Now, I got to tell you something real quick. Listen to me here. You know who knows you better than anybody else? Your family. You could lie to some stranger and make them believe you, but you know who you can't lie to? Your kids, your parents, your brothers, your sisters. They know the real you. Is anybody with me on that? You can't lie to them. And Jesus' brother James, at the beginning, did not believe in Jesus. He did not believe in Jesus. Mark chapter 3 says this. When his family, Jesus' family, heard what was happening, they tried to take him away. He's out of his mind, they said. James, along with the rest of the family, were like, dude, our brother Jesus, he's like kind of out there. There's something going on with him. And it also says this in verse 31. Then Jesus' mother and brothers came to see him. What I mean by this, as I say, or what this means, is that they were not with Jesus in all the things that he was doing. They did not believe in him. But James, the brother of Jesus, after Jesus rose from the dead, James writes a letter. And in this letter, in the very first chapter, the very first verse, James says, this letter's from James, a slave of God and of the Lord Jesus Christ. Jesus' brother, who did not at first believe in him, saw Jesus die on the cross, saw Jesus resurrected from the dead. And at, after that, he says, all right, he is the real deal. And I am a slave to my brother, the Lord Jesus Christ, because he is God in the flesh who is resurrected from the dead. And the last one, suffering for Jesus. Everybody say it with me, suffering for Jesus. Hear me out on this. There is not a person not a person on the planet of the disciples who would have created a lie of the resurrection only to die, to suffer, to be tortured because of that lie. Nobody would give their lives for that type of lie. And with that in mind, uh, I came across this video this week. This is the only service we're showing it in. And I just, I, I thought it was really funny. Anybody heard of the Babylon Bee? Babylon Bee? Okay, if you haven't, they're great. They do a lot of jokes about uh, Christian stuff. And um, I normally don't show videos in service and you're like, it's Easter. Why would you do it today? I just love this thing. And it brings to life the 
ridiculousness of believing that all of these disciples would have suffered for a lie. There is no way that they would have suffered for a lie. Let's just watch this video real quick. Because John did end up exiled on the island of Patmos. But I, I love this. It's funny. But, but it really shows how ridiculous it would be to believe that they would have died for a lie as big as the resurrection. And Paul says it like this in 1 Corinthians chapter 15. He says, but in fact, he affirms this, Christ has been raised from the dead. Can anybody say amen? And he says he is the first of a great harvest of all who have died. And then just 10 verses later, he says this about the resurrection. And why should we ourselves risk our lives hour by hour? For I swear, he says, dear brothers and sisters, that I face death daily. This is as certain as my pride in what Christ Jesus our Lord has done in you. He says, and what value was there in fighting wild beasts, those people of Ephesus, if there will be no resurrection from the dead? And if there is no resurrection, let's feast and drink for tomorrow. We die. He's saying there's no point to any of this. But he says, no, the reason why I suffer, the reason why I'm willing to encounter all that I encounter, the reason why I'm willing to die is because I have a Christ who is risen from the dead. And this, my friends, is probably the greatest evidence for the resurrection that there is. And because of this, we declare together, Jesus is risen. Can you say it? Jesus is risen. Now stand up with me and keep applauding. And let's say it one more time. Jesus is risen. Let's give that applause loud to the Lord right now.